Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, it feels like forever since I've recorded a podcast. I don't know what it is. Obviously didn't do one last week. Honestly, it was insanely busy last week. I kind of was getting a pilot done for my experiment, which took a lot of mental energy, but also a lot of physical time at uni and obviously doing the experiment with people. And it was only with five people, but it just like it went mental and then my job as well with the salmon panel ended up getting really complex last week so yeah basically I just completely ran out of time for a YouTube video and a podcast honestly just the time honestly ran away with me last week but this week I have a really really interesting and fun podcast topic for you all I was meaning to do this topic a long time ago and I don't know why I didn't do it like honestly it like it's it's so interesting I'd really try to practice this as much as I possibly can in my own life so I really really am happy to share with you guys these 10 tips for saving money while also being able to eat really healthily for your food shop so I think really what I'm wanting to say is 10 tips to reduce your food costs without compromising on health and it's so interesting because we really do know that there's a huge problem with healthy food and the price of healthy food in comparison to unhealthy food. So I've got a couple of statistics here for you, which hopefully is going to really set the scene on this problem. So in 2023, healthier foods, I've got that in quotation marks, cost more than £10 per 1,000 calories and less healthy food costs around £4.50 per 1,000 calories. So that's more than double for healthier options than less healthy food. And of course, when we're thinking uh, with low-income people or people that struggle with... um, cost the cost of food the cost of living which to be honest is most people nowadays it really is an awful lot to ask this type of population to spend double on food when it's not necessarily essential and that's really important and it's a massive problem with health inequality that people that are wealthy have to spend much less on their food from their overall income than someone who is lower income So this basically all comes from a broken plate report which was done in 2023 all about this issue and a couple other statistics here as well is that the most deprived fifth of the population in the UK would need to spend 50% of their disposable income on food following this kind of healthy diet from the Eat Well Guide. So I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about the Eat Well Guide a hundred times before but that is that general government guidance for healthy eating. And the least deprived fifth, so the most wealthy people in the UK, need to spend 11% of their disposable income on healthy food and eating in accordance to the Eat Well Guide. So obviously spending 50% of your disposable income in comparison to 11% is a huge, huge difference and something that most people cannot afford to do. And kind of to put this into perspective as well when I say healthier food what do I mean by that or less healthier food what do I mean by that so in general 
a thousand calories from fruit and vegetables is around 12 pounds. 12 pounds for a thousand calories of fruit and vegetables. Bear in mind, obviously, a thousand calories from fruit and vegetables is going to be a lot more than what it would be for other foods because the bulk is massive in comparison because a thousand calories of fruit and vegetables is going to be a lot of food. But that being said, and then a thousand calories of high fat, high sugar foods is around £5.82. And of course, the bulk's going to be different there, which is important to note. But the intention of that point still remains the same, that it's over double for the cost of healthier foods like fruit and vegetables over high fat, high sugar foods. We also have a thousand calories of bread, rice and potatoes is around £1.52, which again, that's not bad and that's really good that those foods can be a little bit cheaper but fruit and vegetables so fresh healthy foods that are so critical to health so fruit and vegetables is really 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 expensive and on top of that we also have the fact that they are very perishable they go off very very quickly and they don't stay fresh for long if you buy fresh vegetables it might last you a week maybe a little bit more than a week depending on the type of fruit and vegetables you get also your fridge uh, that's a good point actually I'll come back to that and things like that so it's really important that we come up with some kind of strategy or tips that we can prolong food or prolong the nutritious foods that we do have and also help to reduce the cost of our food shop every week or every couple of weeks or however much you go to the shops and therefore allow us to eat a healthier diet, maintain that healthy diet, but also have money for the things that we need and the things that we want to buy as well. So I've got 10 tips for you here. And this topic is really important to me because I really, really love getting bargains on the food shop. It's so much fun. I actually absolutely love it. Like we do like budgeting and stuff and like we don't have the luxury to spend lots of money on food, which of course you guys can imagine is quite a conflict for me because health is so important. So I really have honed in on these things and make sure that my food lasts me a super long time, but also eating really, really healthy because I will not compromise on that, will not compromise on health. And I am very privileged to be able to have that luxury to not compromise my health for the cost of food. But I 100% do these 10 things constantly and I will not sway from this. So let's get into it. So the first point that I've got is probably quite obvious, which is just don't buy branded foods. So it's the ingredients that what is mattering... (laughs) what English was that? It's the ingredients that matter when it comes to food. So my example of this, if we take Tesco, for instance, like Greek yogurt, you've got Tesco's own Greek yogurt, which is probably, I have absolutely no idea how much it would be. I think it's like £2 for like a kilogram or something like that. And then you've got like Yeo Valley, for instance, Greek yogurt. It's going to be like double the price for very little difference. And to be honest, I much prefer Yeo Valley Greek yogurt to Tesco yogurt, but I never buy it because it is so much more expensive for the exact same thing. Like the ingredients on both are the same. They might taste different. The texture might be different. But in general, the ingredients are the exact same. So look at the shop's own brands or the cheaper brands of foods and check the ingredients because sometimes cheaper does not mean healthier. Sometimes it means there's more additives. Sometimes it means there's less fresh ingredients, which is worth checking. But if they are the same ingredients and literally the the difference is the brand, you're paying for the brand. You're not necessarily paying for the quality or the, the difference in 
the food itself. So this definitely depends on what you're buying. But for me, things like, honestly, what did I say the other day? Like, you know that TikTok trend? I don't know if you guys have TikTok, but that TikTok trend where it's like, if I won the lottery or if I became a millionaire, there would be signs. And then it swipes to like, this is the sign. My signs would be good quality Greek yogurt, good quality tomatoes and good quality olive oil. That would be my signs <laughs> because I love, like every time I go to shop, I'm like, I want to buy the best, the best, most expensive tomatoes or the best Greek yogurt or the best olive oil. I just would love to do that. But it makes no sense, okay? <laughs> because the ingredients are the same. It's the same. You're basically just paying lots of money for no reason. So that would be my signs if I became rich. So you can you can store that when I become absolute millionaire and I buy lots of really expensive tomatoes and olive oil. Anyway, that's put to one side. Like you can buy tomatoes in Tesco for like a pound for a big packet, but you can also buy tomatoes in Tesco for the same weight at like four pounds. So there's a big difference there and you're not they're not different in nutrition or quality. It's just they are cheaper. And I'm not really sure how they work with that, but cherry tomatoes in general are more expensive than like bigger tomatoes. So have a look at what's available and just buy the cheapest one if they are no difference in ingredients. That's basically what I'm trying to say in that. So number two is cook at home. So don't buy pre-packaged foods. Um, which is basically the simplest way to save money is not eating out with food and not buying food out at all. And of course, there's definitely room for this. There's 100% times to eat out and enjoy yourself and go and do stuff like that. But most of the time, if you're wanting to save money, avoiding eating out at all costs is going to save you so much money, like an obnoxious amount of money. And for me, like I really, really try not to eat out and not to um, spend money on like things like coffee or lunches because it is absolute extortionate. You never get what you want. I never enjoy food when I eat out, like literally. I don't know what it is about Scotland, but you just cannot find food out that's nice. I just, I, I don't like it. And yeah, so, and then also but like from that point, don't buy prepackaged foods. So the foods that are kind of like, uh, well, kind of like ready meals, but you can also buy prepackaged foods that are not too bad for you, but they are just so, so, so expensive. And oftentimes than not, you could make it much healthier at home and also much cheaper at home. So that's a big one. Everyone knows about that. Anyway, this is kind of following on from this point. But number three is don't buy pre-chopped slash pre-prepared foods. And this kind of applies to things like vegetables. You can buy like pre-chopped broccoli, pre-chopped onions, like pre-chopped this and this. The more convenient it is, the more money it's going to cost for the exact same thing. So don't buy things like that if you want to save money. Just chop it at home, do the preparation at home. It's going to save you a lot at the end of your food shop. I think as well, you can buy like pre-peeled um, potatoes, like stuff like that. And that's actually going to reduce the nutrient quality. We know that chopping foods release nutrients. So if you're going to buy chopped vegetables or buy whatever, the freshness is going to be reduced and it might also impact your nutrient quality. So if you can, if you have the time and you don't want to spend money on convenience, don't buy pre-chopped vegetables and fruit and things like that. Okay, number four, use up what's in the fridge before going to the shops. And you can always, always make something from your fridge and from your 
uh, cupboard. I would also like to stress that this these tips are from my biases, which is someone that doesn't have children and also someone who is very privileged. And I don't want to, because life is very different for people that have children and it's a whole nother kettle of fish. But take these like these tips as you will as it applies to you. But remember that's coming from my biases as a person. But for me and for my experiences, I will always be able to make something from the fridge and from the larder before I run out of foods. But I just want to go out and buy something specific so that I can have that for dinner. But we can always make something. Like if you are creative and you think, right, I've got these ingredients, I'll make this. It might not be your most amazing meal ever or it might not be exactly what you wanted. But most of the time, you're going to be able to make something. You're going to save a lot of money if you can push it a couple days. So say if you do a weekly shop, if you can push it a couple days after that by being creative with your meals, that'll save you like a full shop in a month, which will be huge savings on that. So we really try to push it until we absolutely have no food left in the house. But that not everyone can do that, especially when you have 100 people in the house or lots of kids or things like that. But if you can do that, that really helps us save lots of money. And coming on from that tip as well, number five, is make use of frozen vegetables and fruits. They are so cheap, they last forever, and they're also very nutritious, which is so good. Sometimes what happens, a lot of the vegetables that are frozen in you know packages and stuff, they are picked when they're quite ripe and they're frozen at that state and they don't lose their ripeness or their nutrient quality as much as fresh foods can at times because of the transportation they're picked before they're ripe they're then transported and there's a whole time in which you don't get to eat those vegetables when they're in a really good time for consumption and they might even be picked before they're at full nutrient quality so sometimes frozen food can be really really useful when it comes to fruit and vegetables they're so much cheaper and you can just keep them in your freezer until the end of the week before you get the food shop and you can use up those frozen vegetables at that point once you've run out of fresh food and it can make your meals last so much longer but also not compromising on nutrient quality or fruit and vegetable content content quality and content in your diet honestly that is a life-changing tip when you're trying to push the food shop a little bit longer is just make sure you have plenty of different kinds of frozen vegetables and that will change your life when it comes to money honestly number six is eat more beans and lentils instead of meat beans you can get a tin of beans for 50p and that is going to be revolutionary in comparison to meat. So that'll last you one meal. Meat would probably be, what, four or five times the price of that. Meat is also, depending on the situation, beans are more nutritious than meat and they are going to help with fibre, they're going to help with micronutrient content, help with protein, all of that. It's going to save you lots of money and it's going to help you reach those nutrient goals. So that's a really good one, even not even just taking out meat completely like no one's saying that but swapping out maybe for meat beans and lentils instead and you'll save a lot of money that way and also help with nutrition and sustainability at the same time so that's a fantastic one number seven is proper food storage and this might seem really obvious but the amount of times it happens to everyone that you forget about something because it's shoved at the back of your fridge or you have like it's gone off or whatever is so crazy and also things like stock rotation so when you buy food and you still have food in 
make sure you're putting that at the back and then putting the old ones at the front because it's so 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 easy to forget you've got that and then use the new one by accident and then all of a sudden that's gone off so that's really important and then also things that are in bags like potatoes and carrots take them out the bags when you put them in the cupboard or in the fridge because the bag holds moisture and it's going to make your food go off much quicker so that's really important to do as well so doing things like that can make a big difference not not all vegetables in bags do that but it's um it's good to work out what ones do go off quicker in the bags because they're going to go off and you're going to have to chuck it in the bin. Also, just making sure that you are using your fruits and vegetables in accordance to when they're going to go off because, of course, some fruits and vegetables are going to go off much, much quicker than others. So that's really important to do as well. So be careful about the foods and be very careful about the sell-by dates or the use-by dates and try and get them used before they go off. Okay, so the last three were rapid fire going through these. Number eight is repurpose your leftovers. So basically just eat them and don't let them go in the bin. A fun one for this is get yourself like silicone spatulas so you can get everything out of the pans or wherever. Because honestly, the amount that you waste just because you can't get it all out with a spoon is unbelievable. And I sound probably crazy like that, but silicone spatulas get yourself one of them they're like a pound in ikea you just scrape it and the amount of things that come off of it like the food is insane but making sure you're eating your leftovers is a huge one if you're going to have leftovers repurpose them in some somehow or just eat them for lunch the next day just make sure you're not throwing out your leftovers because it's such a waste of food and you're really going to see differences in money if you're someone who chucks out a lot of food it's going to be massive so that's a big one, but I'm not sure if people chuck out the leftovers, but just make sure you don't ever do that and you always eat it the next day or the day after. Number nine is save your scraps, and this is massive as well. So you can make things with so much food that you would usually put in the bin. So things like stock, you can make stock from like vegetable tops or skins or things like that. So what I do is I, when I'm making foods, I basically take the bits of the vegetables I would usually put in the bin and I put it in a bag in the freezer and I wait until that bag gets full and then I bang it in a pot, boil it up, make stock and then take all of the vegetable matter that you were going to bin, take it out of that and then you've got a big stock for soup that you can use that adds flavour, adds body to the soup and uh, you can use it for other things as well. But that's a fantastic tip and it saves so much food waste. You get a little bit out of it by the end before you chuck it all away. And that's super, super important. Also, things like stale bread, you can make breadcrumbs out of that. You can make croutons, you can put them in the oven, make croutons for soup. You can be really creative when it comes to saving your scraps. Obviously, things like meat is a different story, but you can really, really get creative. So before you chuck something out, think about what you can use it for because that's going to save you money and it's also going to allow you to have more nutrients as well. Number 10 and the last one is, of course, utilise the deals and the vouchers that you get from stores. Like if it's Tesco, make sure you're getting the club cards and using the vouchers. If it's whatever, try your best to get the points and use that because that can be massive savings as well, depending on the shop that you're in. But obviously these points are super subjective based on your life and what you're capable of doing and your responsibilities and all of that. But if you can embody some of these tips, it will absolutely change the way you spend money on food, but also maintain that nutritious diet that you need. 
But I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was quite quick, but it was really, really interesting. I love this topic. I love, love, love it. I think it's so interesting, saving money, but also keeping your foods really nutritious and um, your diet really nutritious and making sure that you're not wasting anything. It's amazing for the planet, amazing for sustainability. If you can, really go for it with this because it's so satisfying and rewarding as well. But yes, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please do share it with anyone who think you might enjoy it or anyone who think you needs who needs these tips. And I will speak to you guys all next week. Bye.